This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to part two of Thursday, August something or other. There's no part one. No, part one's dead. It's deleted. <laughs> uh, we accidentally went live with the Made for Kids feature. You know what we did? We, we fucked up. Yeah. Now we can say we fucked up. Correct. Because the kids are not watching this. We put the kids to bed. Right. Tucked them in. Said, hey, you know, this, this show, not for you. Mm-hmm. Not for you. Uh, we have foul mouth Melissa here. You know, we're, we're going <laughs> to keep the stream rolling. <laughs> You're the one with the foul mouth. That's true. That is true. I, I have a bit of a locker room vocabulary whenever the mic is in front of me. Uh, so what you guys missed, or maybe you didn't, it just depends if you were here for the first live sh- viewing. Oatly has been recalled. Melissa's devastated. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> the only oat milk on the market, like, obviously. Like, I care about some bacteria recall I, I thought that like you went all in i thought you put all of your money into oatly stock no that was chin oh. i just buy oatly every month right so you're, you're making it chin's down go. bad right now down bad but well, it doesn't matter he's laying on the beach he doesn't care collecting his son mm-hmm. uh, i mean i might buy some actually might buy some by the dip yeah sounds like a dip to me buy the oatly dip buy the dip you guys <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't uh, think it was uh, like I don't think it has anything particular to do with their product. It seems like it was a manufacturer mm-hmm. issue. Uh, but yeah, bacteria recall. You don't you don't really want that in the food industry. You do not. Um, Whatever. I mean, <laughs> it's like barely a thing. Yeah, it's just so no, indifferent to what, it. She what just doesn't she, care. She's she just like shit. whatever. It's like you know, I if care. I get some bacteria I, like, in my stomach, I'm gonna keep drinking fine. it. Nothing's yeah. gonna change. I have bacteria in my stomach. Right. As mm-hmm. do we all. Yeah, got to got to build up that that. Uh, I even take probiotics. I, I even think take the bacteria, more bacteria that's in that that oat milk is the bacteria you don't want in your stomach. But though. I have enough monkeypox. Is what it is. It's monkeypox. <laughs> yeah, there's monkeypox in Oatly. Yeah, yeah. US just they just didn't want a public emergency. They they didn't want to name it because yeah. of you know the the potential for right. public outcry. But it's right. monkeypox. It spreads through oat milk. Yeah, gotcha. obviously. Okay. <laughs> what what were you saying? I said that the U.S. just declared a monkeypox a public emergency for what that's worth. So the spread of monkeypox is sexual in nature? Uh, a lot of close, intimate contact, so yes. Okay. So we're not going to quarantine over this. No, so no. So none of us are going to no, get it. No, that's not going to be It's not <laughs> right. going to be. We're, a, we're all fine. So a none of us thing will get where, it, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> we're all fine, and if you get it, Michelle will be... You have a whole other conversation to have. Yeah, she bought me wipes to wipe down the seats on the uh, plane for the for the trip to Tennessee. I'm like, I don't think that's necessary. But <laughs> I'll do it because yeah, if I do come back with monkeypox, I'm gonna have some questions. She's gonna have some questions for me. Well, if this trip goes uh, any way that I expect it to, you're in danger, <laughs> sir. Oh, man, what you're driving hell? that boat. At least I'm not driving the boat. You know it's transmitted by gay sex, right? I don't no, think. It's, no, no, it's not just gay. <laughs> this isn't. This it's, isn't the. It's literally 1989 and AIDS. Right. It was. <laughs> no, it's. 
It's not it, gay. It's any sex. Well, they, I think, it, yeah, oh. right. This is more contagious than than HIV was in the early '90s, right? Like, it's any sort of like fluid exchange. I don't, I don't know the details. Yeah, I don't know enough either. But um, it seems like we have another one of those pandemic epidemics. What's the difference? What's the difference between a pandemic and an epidemic? Oh, a pandemic is uh, worldwide. An epidemic is within the country. Mm, okay. So we're, we're looking at a pandemic then. Yeah. Monkeypox yeah. is not local. Yeah. I mean, right. remember when diseases just happened and then you like got sick, like swine flu, and then it just like went well, away. Well, wait. <laughs> you didn't just get sick from I swine flu. I got swine flu. flu. You didn't? I don't think. I didn't get it. Michelle had it. She said it was really bad. It was uh, really bad. Yeah, I didn't really have it. Bad. I was of the impression that like swine flu had a pretty high mortality was, rate. I got it. She was way, was way more sick uh, on swine flu than, than uh, COVID. Me too. She By had COVID after, well, she after got, vaccine. She got COVID 5.0. Right, exactly. You know, it's like, I mean, I got COVID. We, we, all like, got, we all got the. I got COVID in January of 2020. Oh, you did? Yeah, Early I got, Oh, you got it like. It was really bad, December but swine flu was way worse. January 2020? You were, most, were you I patient in, zero? I was in Costa Rica, oh. and they were having a Chinese New Year. So you don't know that you had COVID? I mean, I'm pretty positive it was COVID. Probably most likely. It was, I had to get an inhaler. Like, I couldn't breathe. Yeah, I haven't been sick like, like that. Sounds like you probably had it. Forever. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I had, I had the OG version one in, uh, like, right around Christmas of 2020. And then I got... I got the light version. In, well, I don't know that I even had the light, but that's how light the light version was for me uh, this past May. Yeah. Everybody we around, me had, had, everybody around me had it, but I kept testing negative. Yeah, I had it. I tested positive, and it was, um, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't like. Oh you had God, it. Melissa had it. Yeah. Conrad had it. It was. Land, it was Landon like refused to test, but seemed to have it. Yeah. Uh, Chin had it. Mm -hmm. I tested six times negative. It's but crazy. had all of the symptoms. Yeah. So. Well, I tested negative first for like a week, and then I tested positive. But I tested after I had I had symptoms prior to you. I tested the whole throughout and after you tested positive. Still tested negative. But yeah. I'm very confident that I had the light version, whatever yeah. that may be. I tested positive and was like had no symptoms for like a, over a day after I tested positive. I'm like, oh, I'm just not, I'm just going to be asymptomatic. And then it hit. And then yeah. I had like three, three days. One day was really bad and everything else and just got better. What, what's the, what's the outcome of monkeypox? Do you know much about it? I don't. Is it a rash? I, it's, I mean, it's, it's similar to like, it's, I think it's a, um, this is a pandemic. We're not worried about a fucking rash. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not worried about that too well, much. It's, it's, um, uh, like a relative of smallpox, I think. Um, so you get you like die? these, you get these like sores and these bumps on your body. And then, um, you know, someone I think they can, they get... can spread when th if they burst, if they, someone if they said you get a rash and a small tail, <laughs> <laughs> you start flinging your own poo. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there's the, uh, a painful rash. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, but like, do you die? I mean, you can. Yes, you can yeah, die. Sure you, you can. can die. Uh, they I feel were like saying, anything that reaches pandemic, right? They were saying like, that people, has uh, death people, people can get it like around their their eyes, and then like if it like if it like ruptures, 
um, then it can but like go <laughs> into your cornea and it can cause blindness. I mean, there's kind like kinky shit are they doing? They're getting around their eyes. I mean, it's it's easy. It's just like a something. Yeah, you spread, scratch right? you touch your, your pox on your like, leg and then yeah. you touch your eye. Mm. I see, I see. I think my coffee's rotten. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that goddamn it's from, only. No, it's from last week. It's from last week. You have uh, a, you have a uh, stored up thing of Oatly in that fridge that's been there for quite some time. Where? In, in this fridge right here. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. In here? Well, there's something in there. Can you open it? But this, this might be the pre-bacteria. Oh, there is oat milk in there, but that's not mine. Oh, because it's not. Beers in there, it's not oatly. Yeah, a couple beers in there too. Drinking. I understand. Yeah, my <laughs> coffee's not good. <laughs> I didn't it's, know coffee went bad. Well, I didn't either, but it just tastes sort of rotten. Mm. I'll coffee, probably keep drinking it. Though. Yeah, it's not like. I mean, it just, I don't know if it goes bean juice, bro. Yeah, I don't know if it goes bad. Yeah, because you can leave oat milk in the fridge. With yeah, the, yeah, you know, but it's, and it's fine. Right. And coffee, you can leave in the fridge, and it's yeah. So why yeah, not both? I think mixed? if you have coffee in there long enough, it just starts doesn't taste good. After, yeah, it tastes pretty bad. Bitter yeah, after like a week. Yeah, it gets bitter and a little bitter. Gets, no, it yeah. tastes rotten. Rotten. It tastes a little sour. Sour. That keep sounds drinking like it though. That sounds like the oat milk. <laughs> yeah, I think the oat milk has a little bit too much bacteria in it, and it had, they had a week to multiply. It's in curding. There. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. been multiplying in there. Like, I'll tell you what: if you get curds out of your oat milk, we got a whole other discussion yeah. to talk about. I think somebody's been swapping out your oat milk for some real cream. Yeah. Or maybe not I've cream. Actually, probably milk. Never had curds, in so. That reminds me, I haven't had cottage cheese in so Ew. long, but man. I am such a fan. Cottage cheese is so gross. It's so delicious. I've never delicious. actually eaten it, but I, I like never the a fan of it idea. It's funny. I'm terrible with cool. texture, uh, and obviously, I'm I'm the worst when it comes to like enjoying food. But cottage cheese, man, right up my alley. Don't know what it is. Just huh. like, nice. It's smooth. Is what it's it is. Chunky and like. Yeah, it's not smooth. It's it like the opposite. Of nah, but it's like the it, it's creamy. It tastes like cheese. No, it tastes like uh, like sour milk. Ew! But not in a, not in a yeah. spoiled way. I mean, not know, spoiled milk. Sour what, milk. What's not delicious chunky, about about creamy, milk. chunky sour <laughs> milk? I mean, that's God, aren't you getting hungry over there? Yeah, that's so gross. It's so good. Oh, yeah. a little salt. I'm down a whole container. It's, uh, it's absolutely. You delicious. put salt blueberries in it. In it? You, I don't want you sweet. Would, you I would want, not do that. But no, a lot no. of people put. I want savory fruit with it. In it. Yeah, it's already like a little sweet on its own because it's you know. I just go for like the normal cheese, like a block of mozzarella. Yeah, that sounds. You good. know, some too provolone. Much for me. Mm, too much Parmesan and yeah, but cheddar. Parmesan Reggiano is the godfather of cheeses. If you yeah, know that. I, yeah, I like the the harder cheeses. Yeah, but I feel Parm, like you get that cheddar. sawdust. You know, you get that craft in the green bottle. Like <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. It's sawdust, right? You yeah. want if you're gonna get some good Parmesan cheese, you better get it the block the where same. you're where yeah. you're, you're you're grating it yourself. You just that's want the experience. It, it tastes not, identical. Oh my god, you're I, you're insane. I will say you're insane. I will Don't say do this it. to me right now. <laughs> I will say that I have that take, but I think there's a huge difference between like okay, I'm gonna bring cheddar cheese and like good cheddar I, cheese i'm gonna bring in some fucking craft sawdust there and then and, and i used to i used to eat it out of real parmesan reggiano straight out of italy and we're gonna yeah. i used to eat craft out of the container like 
to a point where I oh, put so too. much in my mouth it would become a ball. I used to do that too. I would take, I would pinch it, and I, yeah. and then like it would you be start like a pinch. There like... would be like saliva in there from me pinching it. My mom's like, "Can you stop doing this?" You like start with a pinch because you just know that yeah, this is not the way it's meant to be consumed. Yeah. And then at one point you're just dumping yeah. it. In. <laughs> yeah, you're just pouring your hand. Because I would pinch it, and then I would like lick my hands, and then I would like go back for more. So it would just be like nasty in there. Uh, I don't know why this reminds me of this, but when we were when we were kids in Little League, we had a, con- a concession stand at our um, at our baseball field, and they sold this beef jerky in a tin, and it was like oh, shredded up. Good. Yeah, yeah, it was delicious, but yeah. it was shredded up because it was meant to like replicate snuff. Right. Yeah. And so I we'd like snuff. we'd like pack our lips full of beef jerky like <laughs> assholes, and then the next evolution of that was. I never, I never messed around with it. I don't even remember what it was. But do you remember the, the like mint flavored, like fake chew that everybody would get? I, I don't even oh, know what it. Yeah. I don't know if it was edible or if it was, was meant it a to just be. Thing? What's that? Was it a nicotine thing or no? No, no, no. no. It was like made for kids. Oh. Uh, I can't for the life of me remember what it was. God, it, I, it, I remember what you're talking about. It looked like snuff. Yeah. It smelled like snuff. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It had like. No nicotine to it whatsoever. I don't know if it was meant to be something that, like, you know, helped you get off of the real stuff, but it was so popular yeah. in our little hick town. It was disgusting. <laughs> uh. Speaking of our little hick town, Pittsburgh did exactly what I said they would do. They signed uh, an extension with Deontay Johnson yep. for yes, less than the core four that... Uh, you got a two-year deal. Yeah, they all got... Three year seventy five million. He got two year thirty six million. So, uh, as I kind of suspected, he got paid a little bit less, making roughly eighteen and a half per year, where they're making a little bit closer to twenty five per year. Only a two year deal, so um, you know he's kind of in performance mode. I imagine if he puts up like career years the next two seasons, you'll see him go somewhere else. Be tough. Yeah, uh, be we're tough. not going to sign him for twenty five million. We yeah. just turn out wideouts too much it through the draft um but like the thing is it's tough to become it's going to be really tough to become the next ab in the steelers system now without ben without ben right yeah exactly the quarterback Uh, situation is what really uh is gonna hinder him probably his performance yeah i mean even if even if over the next two seasons uh one of these guys pans out between pickett and trubisky it's still going to be like at the back end of this contract where it's unlikely that he's going to put up godly numbers in the process. You know, it's when you have Patrick Mahomes throwing to you, you just get to be an elite wideout. We don't know what Tariq Hill is going to look like right. in a Dolphins uniform, yeah. you know, uh, and vice versa. Like Juju kind of had the sophomore slump and this big lull after Ben got knocked out and, uh, you know, kind of came back not the same. He might be a god in Kansas City for all we know. Uh, it's, I think it, he's going to have a really good year. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to. You, it, mm-hmm. it just matters like what talent surrounds you. You can only be so good to, to a point. I think he's like, right now in fantasy drafts, he's being drafted way lower than maybe he should. Mm-hmm. So maybe good value. You, well, you got a little insight on the, on the Juju fantasy draft. Yeah, a little bit. You've been doing bit. a little research. I mean, I got, I got four or five leagues coming up. Yeah, know? yeah, get ready for those friend leagues. <laughs> I love the friend leagues. I can't do it, man. We just don't gamble for enough. It's so it's daunting. It's not about the money, man. It's do you ever play fantasy football? Do you think I've played fantasy football? Actually, yeah. Like, 
I, I know a lot of girls who have very little interest in the NFL that end up getting involved in fantasy because they like to gamble. Never? I think you would enjoy it. It's very analytical. Uh, you play for money and you have some control. Some control is better than no control when gambling anyway. Yeah, the, the issue is that I like don't, I'm not interested in the sports. I can see learning yeah. about the sport. Yeah, but that's the thing is like you don't need to know about the sport the way we talk about it. Like you don't need to know uh, the, the finer nuances of quarterback player, wide receiver player, or anything like that. You just need to study the stats of individuals and teams. So it's like you look at betting lines, uh, home and away favorites versus dogs, um, you know, trends. You yeah. really don't even to need to do that. There's someone, always someone else that already has done that's that. True. that. And then you can true. just look at the rankings. Right. right? It's a lot See, of copycat. Like, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, okay, well, I have to pick up three players this week. Okay, here's the list of what's available and who's the best player. Like, yeah. you know how you choose people based on their hotness? Yeah. Just imagine if instead you chose them based off of some expert's opinion on them. Well, I don't choose them based on hotness. I choose them based on their vibe, right. and their look of their face. Right. Hotness is only like so far, one I've attribute. Been pretty accurate. Well, we'll find out. We did the quarterback rankings mm-hmm. uh, earlier, like earlier this spring. Yeah. One of them is about to get put away for a long time. It seems uh, not put away, but wonder what I said shelved. about him. Uh, you were very high on Deshaun Watson. We said shit. He, well, we said he. he <laughs> I think you ranked him second, and we said, like, you know, good job. He's for sure one of the best out of this six, but he may but never play. Did I say I would trust him? I want to say no, but we'll go back to the tape yeah, and find out. we'll have to see. I, th- I think we'll have to go back to that episode and kind of clip that port out mm-hmm. and reevaluate, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the NFL is challenging now uh, the six-game suspension that was recommended by the third-party mediator. Um, so Brian was he was the guy who... Fucked all the massage so, ladies, yeah? I, I don't know to what degree he <laughs> Allegedly. did things with them, but yes, he had 25 sexual misconducts. A lot of misconducts. unwanted, uh, you know, alleged unwanted touching him. Uh, What's with that? Putting I his mean, you're soliciting. an NFL athlete. Yeah. You can't just find someone who wants to touch you. I think it might be a sickness thing. Yeah, yeah. Or it's, maybe it's a convenience thing. Yeah, it, right. Like you're there getting a massage and you're already just like, well, I don't really want to have to go through my Rolodex. He could just call his assistant or something and be like, have one ready in my room. That, that's probably true. And it would just happen. Probably. I feel like this happens a lot to musicians where like they have a scout who's like on stage looking through the crowd. Oh, really? And they kind of like... I would love to be scouted. They kind of like signal them. <laughs> <laughs> you know like mid song they just hit him with like a 4-3 and it's like fourth row third one over <laughs> I don't think that happens I don't know I mean maybe I, I, I'm, I'm speculating obviously um, yeah. but if the movies are at all like reality yeah. this happens all the time maybe um, yeah, I don't know maybe it is a sick thing it just seems weird you know you have like anyone you want at your fingertips pretty much yeah I mean who knows? It could be a. Um, I have to be creepy about it. Yeah, it could be, it could be like a power, a power, yeah. power dynamic, power control, or you know, it's just like whatever it was, not good. Yeah, the brain's fucked up. Um, but yeah, so I guess now they said that uh, 
NFL is appealing, and they want it to be uh, suspended indefinitely with a minimum of one year. So it's looking like he's most likely not going to play at all this year, which is good. Efro says he thinks I gave him an untrustworthy creep vibe. I feel like that's true, too. Wow, I'm so good. <laughs> if, if only I used this skill in my dating endeavors i would be yeah i gotta tell you your your radar is way off i my radar is good when i'm being objective right but then when it comes to my own stuff the radar is like i'm like well the radar happens but i'm just like it's fine i might be wrong right (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe instead of saying to yourself like i might be wrong you should say to yourself like i might just be horny yeah and this is probably not the best right yeah this is probably not the best use yeah of my ability to uh, decipher people's intentions. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see how this shakes out. I mean, great for us as Steeler fans. The Browns, once again, screw the fucking Browns page. are going to be Browns. They go Sorry, all Browns in on fans. a guy who almost certainly won't be playing football this year. Right. See, the thing is, I empathize with the Browns fan, being what? a Pirate fan. Oh, right? no, no, no. But no, like, no, no. You, you say no, but like, you got to understand it. Like, the way the Browns just fuck up over and over and over again is the same thing that the pirates have done for so many years yeah and in both instances it starts at ownership and if you as a fan base absolutely do not hold that ownership accountable then you're the asshole for showing up and watching game after game after game yeah the pirates are holding their ownership accountable. (laughs) well there's one fan out (laughs) there one guy out there's one fan out there who's holding the pirates ownership accountable a young man from mount pleasant who just decided, hey, this is my shot. Actually, I want to know how this was orchestrated because, like, obviously he, like, went to the... Are they playing at home right now? This is what happened. Yeah, here we go. This is so amazing. Sell the team. <laughs> the best is Nunning's double take. He's like, oh, yeah, wait, let me look at it again. Is that... No, it really does say that. Okay. I think he had to process, like, what it actually <laughs> meant. By the way, this kid just graduated high school. He looks like he's 12. Did you see, like, his, his snap says, for the Yinzers. Yeah. Yeah, because we all are well, out here he begging yes. for this team to be sold. Yes. So uh, this young man, a hero, a man amongst men, decides, I'm going to go to this home game, and just in case I fucking run into the owner, I'm going to be wearing the sell the team t-shirt, and I'm going to try to get a picture with this asshole. <laughs> because... I am not going to tolerate that. I mean, you know, what do you think was going through Nutting's head? Like, yeah, of course I'll take a picture with you. I deserve this sort of fanfare. I'm a god here. Meanwhile, the kid's going like, hey, dickhead, thanks for ruining every bit of my childhood. I am 18 years old, and I've never seen a product put on the field that's worth fucking watching. And it's your fault. I don't know. Do you think that, do you think that Nutting is that, unaware of the way that the uh, fan base perceives him no oh no i don't think he cares he doesn't care not one he doesn't fucking care. bit right he doesn't care he's like he's like, from west virginia and somehow this is his repayment right because like I, th- I feel like west, west virginia just divides mm-hmm. like right down the middle right you either are a yinzer and just like lean hard into it and just like you're yinzer adjacent yeah. right right you lean hard into it or you're like a down south southerner boy right who like is you know fuck you yankee type of mentality and it's just like a hard divide somewhere in the state i don't even know where maybe it's like right at wheeling i'm not sure but it's somewhere in there there's this divide where you know it's it's like the mason dixon line runs right through the fucking state (laughs) 
And yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Nutting is clearly on the other side. Yeah. He's a Southern boy who's just like, fuck you, Yinzers. I'm here to get my payment. And he's making money hand he over does, fist. He does very well. Yeah. The Pirates are the third Pirates. lowest payroll in the entire MLB. And they're like one of the top 15 most profitable uh, franchises in baseball. Fuck you, man. You don't get to make money. I know. We have the best stadium in the entire game. Why did they rename P- Actually, I don't want them to rename PNC Park. But why did they rename PNC Park to fucking... Uh, Akashur. Akashur. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I have to choose between yeah. my, my Yinzer brand holding its own, I want it to be Heinz 57 with the Steelers. Right. Not fucking PNC Park with the goddamn Pirates. Well, it is what it is, man. Uh, Pirates got a lot of young talent. Shut the fuck up. up. <laughs> Copium. I'm just saying. They're, Copium. They're about to we were win talking about the yeah. we were talking about the Soto uh, trade the other day, and somebody got in my mentions, or actually it was a comment on the YouTube, and uh, I was like, yeah, they traded him for a bag of balls and a bunch of people I've never heard of or whatever. And the guy in the YouTube comment was like, typical Berkey, like doesn't recognize these four names, but they're the four biggest prospects in all of baseball. <laughs> I go, listen, man, as a Pirates fan. <laughs> I know exactly uh, what it's like trading away talent whose war is above a 10 for a bunch of fucking prospects that are supposed to be the best in baseball. All you're talking right now is goddamn copium. These guys will never amount to shit. Good. Is that what, like what Mr. Biscuit is? Mr. Biscuit? <laughs> Mr. Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's, he's a bridge, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's going to get us... He's going to get us either into the next... Sounds like Hopium, which what? is good. Hopium oh, it is a Hopium. He's a bridge between Hopium and Copium. Yeah, yes. right, exactly. <laughs> yes. He's either going to take us into the, into the next land of... Pro- it won't ever be him. He's just always oh. the bridge. Okay. Okay, so either Kenny Pickett on the other side of this bridge is going to be the next greatest thing to ever put on a Steeler uniform, uh-huh. and we will have 15 years of more dynasty. like oh, willing. Or we are going to shift into copium where we're stuck with mitch trubisky for the next eight years right. doing a shit job like bubby brister in the 80s oh, okay. no they won't they won't stand for that see that's the, the yeah they might yes of course they will <laughs> of course they will man there was there was a 20-year oh. period where they, we just did not have a fucking quarterback we almost won a super bowl with neil goddamn o'donnell oh man he just forgot which team he was throwing to for the entire fourth quarter yeah. hey larry brown you want to win an mvp stand right there big guy <laughs> Okay, well, I don't want to win this game as anymore. As fantasy season, wow, there's dog hair on here. He's now Mr. Biscuit forever. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Biscuit. <laughs> as, the, as someone saying that there should be a weekly show where I give my picks on FanDuel. Okay. And, you know, you guys can see how well I do. I, I like this, except we can't mm-hmm. do it from Nevada. We have, to, Damn it. we have to figure out a way to get some out-of-state help. Well, what if it's... What if I'm not actually betting? I'm just giving picks. Oh, you could just, yeah. You oh, yeah. And we could just That's like track lot, it. Right? Yeah. Uh, then we'll just, you know. Well, you have like no idea what, how fantasy works, right? Uh-uh. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> you're, kind of, you're kind of on, on par. So, like daily fantasy is you draft the roster with a certain amount of money. Yeah. Uh, so, say you have $50. Yeah. And players will rank anywhere from like $1 to like $12. Yeah. And you have to, basically it's the like same the, as. Same as the WSOP. Yeah, the WSOP fantasy draft. Um. So, yeah, you could, like, throw out your picks, mm-hmm. but it's pretty useless if you're not actually <laughs> paying attention to their no, cost. No, but I'm going to do it by their face. 
Right, right, right. But like cost has to matter oh, okay. in some capacity, yeah. right? Because if you just go like, I like the faces of these 10 well, yeah, people. Yeah, I'll have to add it up to 50. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like the fine. roster is, you know, 5x what you have yeah. to spend. It doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I did put out a tweet yesterday where with the football season coming up, I would like to start to get like more short segments included. So uh, I'm in the talks. We're in the works. We might have a couple people who are pretty heavy into the fantasy world. Uh, very big divide in fantasy, by the way. So there's the daily fantasy guys, which are what we're talking about. Yes. And they crank out like, uh, lineups in volume where they adhere to this, um, uh, payroll type of, of structure, right? Then there's the season long guys. So these are the guys that draft, uh, they pick guys up off waiver wires. They trade. You know, they're basically like the GM of the team. Uh-huh. Now there's this new version that's really catching fire, and it's called Best Ball. So it kind of, it's more like season long in a sense, but the prize pools are similar to like daily fantasy. So what happens is uh, you get into these pools effectively um, where they're broken down into like sub leagues, I believe. And uh, after, like, each quarter of the season, you have to have won your, like, subdivision to advance. And what happens is you just draft similar to the way you would in season long, but you don't set your own lineups. So you're not the, you're not the GM any longer. Well, you are the GM, right? You just get the talent out there. And then you hand it off to what effectively would be your coach. So the algorithm actually sets your most optimal lineup week over week. So you just try to draft. What are you doing? You just draft. I thought you just draft and then all your players play. It's not. How oh, it maybe works. maybe that. I think I think. I mean, the same thing. I I'm guess. not exactly sure, but uh, yeah. So it's just like there's no switching in and out of lineups. You just here you draft your team and then that's your team. There is no switching out in and out of lineups, but uh, only one of us can be correct. I think there's a bench. You think there's not a bench? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that there is a bench because uh, people draft different amounts of each position. Hmm. Right, so it wouldn't make sense that everybody plays because then you would draft five quarterbacks. Right, right, where that's just like not a thing. Okay. Uh, so I do think that the way it actually works is that yes, you draft and you never make a decision after that, but it's actually an algorithm that's um, just going off of projections and whatnot and plays your best guys, which is to me relieving because the stardom situm part of fantasy football is the thing that like I hate the most. Uh, I know that there's probably a strategy around it. It just seems like so much chance. Um, and I would much rather have a computer just decide. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people who played year-long fantasy, that's like the, the, the part they scrutinize over the most. Like Andy. <laughs> like Andy would Andy. never want to play best ball. I think he does. But I think Dolak got pretty Gre- heavy in the best yeah, ball. Yeah, Greg does for sure. Yeah. Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, big prize pools. Uh, I met a kid this summer. Um, that I played with. Uh, I actually did a best ball draft with him on his channel. Uh, if you guys want to head over to... Uh, his name is Liam Murphy. Uh, I'm not sure what his channel is on here, but he used to be a chess guy who left chess. He was a, he was a chess instructor. Left chess to get into fantasy sports and then just wins a fucking best ball championship for a million. Amazing. At like 24. It's like, okay. He made the right decision. Well, that's nice. (laughs) What's that like? I say a million dollars and Melissa's ears don't even perk. She's just like, I still don't want to do this. Um, Yeah, because 
Why would I have edge in this? Well, it's not about edge. This is the lottery, baby. Well, I'll enter the lottery then, and I don't have to look at fucking stats of guys I don't even. Well, care you don't about. have to do anything. <laughs> I mean, that's only if you want to try to find an edge, right? Like, yeah. the beauty of this, it's like playing an MTT where you probably have negative edge, but you don't have to fucking sit there for six days. Set it and forget it. Yep. I think I probably have a, a negative edge in MTT. That's what he said. I think I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Yeah. I don't know that that's what I was implying, but I'll, <laughs> I'll roll with it for the sake of the bit right now. <laughs> You are just a dumb bad player in MTTs, apparently, apparently. Yeah, apparently I just have negative edge in MTTs. Well, that's why you're a cash player. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, you're break even in cash. Well, <laughs> thanks, guys. Can't beat the rake, but time games, you're doing, you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, last bit of Burn news and notes. Office to the ground. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> last bit of news and notes um britney griner has been sentenced to nine years in russian prison so crazy um that sounds very extreme but this is as expected it's extreme oh obviously it's extreme she yeah. brought in like a cartridge uh for her vape that had weed in it yeah and they busted her but um you know there's there's a lot of politics behind this and uh, she did everything to comply with them too. She pled guilty. She apologized. She, you know, well, she's too big a of a bad it. word about them. And they're like, we don't care about she's any leveraged. of this. And we're yeah, going to, yeah. we're going to, yeah, we're going to make an example out of you. And it's not even making an example. She's just leveraged. She's a big name and they get to leverage her now that, to get a prisoner exchange. That's yeah. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. So that, that's why like, this sounds like it's a big deal, but it's actually not. Um, this was to be expected. Uh, the, the heavier penalty that they levy, the more probable it was that America would do a deal with them. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, just your casual decade for uh, having a, a little bit of weed on you. It's just, uh, it's like America in the 50s. Like America now, there's people in, there's That's people true. in, it like have lifetime, lifetime sentences for that is marijuana, true. which is, which is wild. It is, like, it is pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, how slow the justice system is to correct according to social norms. Yeah. Right? Like, Society kind of like advances socially in a, in a specific way. And then the uh, correction to the laws just seems mm -hmm. to take like, a, like they're a decade behind. Right. Um, yeah. For anybody, like nobody should be sitting in jail for a nonviolent drug offense. Imagine taking opinion. that stance when you were like eight. Oh, no, of course not. It was drilled into your head that like, yeah. oh, you know, people do drugs are evil people. Like, drugs are bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, when, I was, when I was a kid growing up, like, I had a very black and white stance on all this. Honestly, it carried into my 20s. Like, I remember living with Dan when he started to, I mean, he was a huge supporter of Ron Paul. Uh, and one of the big things was decriminalizing drugs. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, having to, like, I remember my stance wavering very hard uh, as he started to, like, make points where... Uh, you know, Ron Paul's stance was a lot of like kind of making America like Amsterdam where everything is decriminalized. And I was just like, what are you crazy? You're just going <laughs> to put heroin in a store. Yeah. This is madness, man. <laughs> and then I learned a little bit more about like markets and black markets and stuff like that. It's just like, well, maybe this isn't so extreme. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I, I think like the way we were taught was that society as a whole 
destigmatizing things makes it more probable to um to kind of be a, a, an epidemic of sorts. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, if you legalize uh, heroin, then, you know, everyone's going to be on heroin, which is just not... Right, and there, well, there, there are things to point to where this is true. Uh, tobacco, for instance. Prior to there being a lot of regulation on how you were able mm-hmm. to, to, that to was commercially... A lot of- that was a lot of uh, marketing and, yeah. and that targeted marketing. Yeah, yeah. Prior, uh, prior to there being regulation on, on like how you can commercially market. Um, well, I don't think they're going to say like, oh, you can legalize, but you can just market heroin to people. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be. No, like, that's not what I'm saying. It. I'm just saying that like there had obviously been instances to point to in the mm-hmm. past where if you don't take a deeper look at the nuance like it's clear that that like alcohol is a good example alcohol is very destigmatized alcohol causes a lot of uh damage in this country um you know a lot of deaths too so it's just like it is it's not as simple as just saying like okay if you decriminalize it the black markets go away no, and now course. we don't have a drug problem yeah but Nothing is that it's simple. also yeah it's also not as simple as if you criminalize it then uh, the streets get clean. Right. And the war nobody on does like drugs. It's more of like Francis, a harm reduction thing. It's that people are going to do it and having them have to go through black market channels and get bunks shit is way worse yeah. than if they were to get actual heroin. Well, it's a harm reduction standpoint. I don't think that that was, I don't think that was Ron Paul's stance. Uh, I understand what you're saying. Like legalizing it does uh, kind of create, or you could start to create like support around harm reduction. And I do think that that's like an avenue that's a big aspect of decriminalizing drugs. Um, His was much more of a uh, prison reform stance, I believe, Mm -hmm. where it was like a lot of what Lamanna was talking about, where uh, our prisons are just overflowing with nonviolent offenders. Yeah. Who are in there for like long durations and well, for-profit prisons and yeah, this is a whole yeah, yeah, which is tantrums. kind of a separate like I don't think drugs are the root cause of for-profit prison prisons, right? So it's kind of like you're almost addressing, you're trying to address two issues at once, um, whereas like they're probably two separate issues. But I do think like there is certain responsibilities that would come with decriminalizing uh, drugs as a whole, uh, especially like since there's a separation between. Was it Schedule C drugs mm-hmm. and um, like whatever marijuana is qualified? Yeah, marijuana is in the same category as, as heroin. cocaine and heroin. Okay, yeah, right. Schedule A or Schedule One. The way they, oh, so it would be like over the counter. It would be yeah, over the counter stuff. The way stuff. they've categorized mm-hmm. it is completely yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's basically the difference between over the counter and not. No, because like uh, Xanax is like it is classified as a way less harmful drug than weed. Well, I don't, it's not qualified by harm, right? I thought it was qualified by legality. No, it's, it's like there's schedule, what is it? Schedule, schedule one, schedule, schedule, one, two, schedule yeah. two. It's basically lumping together substances. It's not the way that they... Like based on their impact, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, the, but I think I think Berkey's right in a it way. It does denote what the laws are, but right. like the way that they're categorized together is not logical right. or sensible. So, like the reason I think like they that, didn't create the schedule based on the laws; they created the laws based on the schedule. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But like, right, like so that's why you 
you can't really make weed legal nationwide yeah. until you remove it from the Schedule 1 drugs, which yeah. they haven't done yet, which they are as long overdue, I, I would assume. Yeah, I'm looking now. It's, it's Schedule A, B, and C, A being uh, heroin, cocaine, ecstasy, LSD, um, B being speed, cannabis, ketamine, uh, and meth, and then, and then amphetamines. And then C would be steroids, GHB, tranquilizers, et cetera. Um, and I think like that whole schedule of like A, B, and C is now separate from, like those are narcotics. That's all separate from prescription drugs, which I guess would be qualified as, uh, well, some prescription subscription drug prescription drugs are narcotics. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Not... I mean, yeah, I'm not sure like how this is all delineated, um, because some of these are kind of like generic. Well, no, these are actually very specific terms, right? It's it's heroin, not uh, uh, opioid. Yeah, not or, opioids. Or, yeah, 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 right. Um, it's cocaine. I assume crack falls under it, whatever. But um, yeah, like it's specifically LSD, not hallucinogenics. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Obviously there's, um, genetics is just like a broad right. category. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like these are specific, specific drugs, not yeah. actual, uh, like designer drugs or whatever, not actual, uh, broad categories. Um, but yeah, I, I would imagine that like any sort of decriminal decriminalization would come with this aspect of having to create uh, safe use and I think we see a lot of this already in some cities San Francisco being a prime example uh, where they have a big homeless problem that also has a big drug problem they uh, you know aside from like methadone clinics and things like that I think they have like safe use uh, facilities yeah, right yeah, yeah. They, they've they actually been um, pretty big success I think yeah for like you know um, like tampering down on or, uh, overdoses and yeah because yeah. now people needles and Narcan mm -hmm. and... right so it's just like, instead of you trying to get it on the street or, or do it in an unsafe way, you're addicted, you go to the center and right. then they administer it to you, make I mean, sure that you don't... They'll reuse take needles, like, they'll share them, they'll reuse them oh, yeah, forever until they're mm -hmm. bent and yeah. rusted. Yeah, I think that's kind of like... Part of the harm that comes from the drug use is from all that right. side stuff. Right, I think that's like an, uh, a big unspoken aspect of it is like there are two markets that divide... Uh, with drugs in general, and that's like the legal market and the black market. But then there are two, there are like two cultures that also divide from this, which is like the subculture of, uh, you know, the wealthy designer drugs and, yeah. and the, the people who are like doing it in a but way those that people aren't, you know, like gonna get in trouble with the law anyway. Correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then there's this, there's, there's like the desolate. Yeah. That are just doing anything to get by, you know, it ultimately crumbles their lives, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know how the fuck we got on this tangent, but. I don't either. About, but did you guys uh, hear that? <laughs> this is like a huge pivot. I don't, I don't, we didn't talk about this pre-show because I think it just happened or like just broke, but that there was a shooting at Hustler. Outside, what? an armored truck was robbed. Today? Yeah. Or it just, I just read the news article from today. Okay. News. Can you share with Guapo? Breaking news. Breaking news. This just in. Um, one hour ago, one shot hospitalized an attempt robbery of armored truck at Hustler Casino. Jesus the scene Christ. and is live with more. Rob. 
This all started shortly after 10 o'clock this morning here at the Hustler Casino in Gardena. Police responding to reports of a shootout. At least one person said to be shot, transported to a local hospital. You take a look behind me here, you can see a swarm of police vehicles. They are from several different cities. Torrance is here, Hawthorne is here, Gardena, of course, LAPD is here, and they have formed a very large perimeter around the casino property. Now, earlier we spoke with a woman who was in inside the casino and witness this whole thing go down. When I pulled up, they were shooting all in the parking lot. I ran. I slammed my door and ran into the club. And they kept shooting. Then they were trying to shoot. They shot the door out at the club right there. You can see now, this is a live photo. You can see a group of tactical officers over there. Now, if we pan to the left all the way down, you will see the Moose Lodge, which is near 155th in Vermont. There is some concern that one, at least one of the suspects in this shooting may be holed up over there. You know, this information is raw. It is slowly trickling in, so we are trying to gather as much as we can, but that is what we have so far here on the ground. Well, there you have it. Our first breaking news segment. Yeah. Uh, th Thank you, this Melissa. Is, You're welcome. This is definitely a new one for us. We are waiting us. to learn more about memorial services for Vin Scully. So um, just kind of like browsing the internet myself uh, and and kind of uh, touching upon what was said in that video, it looks as though one was injured, or sorry, two were injured outside of the Hustler Casino. Uh, a security guard and armed robbers exchanged gunfire in a shooting that left two injured uh outside the casino in gardena i don't know much beyond that um so shots were fired it doesn't really it doesn't seem like they got away with it it doesn't yeah, seem like it doesn't seem like the it. the robbery was successful no well, it um, sounds like they said one of them is, is held up at uh at the, the moose lodge the moose lodge uh, across the street we've all been to the moose lodge yep. one yeah. in leechburg <laughs> how about that lady though she, what she a was, hero. She was here for the tea. <laughs> yeah. she, she was like, I've been playing slots all my life, but I gotta tell you, today's the best thing I've seen. Man. She was she was ready to rip it. Uh I can't tell. Let's see. The gunshot wound victims were transported to a hospital according to Los Angeles County Fire Department. I guess they're casualties. These were these were just bystanders. Not, not security guards. It, it doesn't sound like it was a security guard or uh either of the robbers. Um, tough day for the hustler. I tough know. couple days. Couple, yeah, tough couple days. They had their All Star game last night. The vibes were a little weird. I, I didn't. I got. I have to be honest. I didn't see. The vibes were a little weird. Uh, I, don't know if I only saw a few of the hands that you were sharing it. in chat. It was a little awkward. Little, I don't know why it was so awkward. Maybe because four of the people there had single digit V pips. Yeah, that that could definitely contribute to the, some of the awkwardness. Yeah. There was some uh, there were some choice words exchanged at the table between. Mm. Um, what do you say? You say double M. Garrett says MM. I don't know what it is. Oh, I say double M. What's his name? Real name? Oh, I don't know. Michael. <laughs> maybe there were some choice words between Michael and Michael Myers. Uh, maybe. Michael Myers. And, <laughs> <laughs> He actually wants to come on the pod. He's uh, Michael he's, Myers. No, no, no Michael double Myers. M. Damn. He's he's a finance guy from New York. Uh, I think he's a part of a Hedge. Uh huh. And so, uh, I would love to have him on just to pick his brain a little be bit. Cool. Um, he's like, when the market calms down, I'm like, so never. 
Right. We'll we'll never so see like you. But twenty years from now, right. we'll see you. <laughs> when you retire, years. I guess. Yeah. Uh, he anyways. was annoyed with Nit Vertucci, Nit Nitucci. Mm. Which is wild because he has every bit of a reason to be annoyed because Nick is so goddamn tight. Yeah. He, he literally V pipped eight percent last night. Three bet five bet kings, and then he's just like has ace king, and he's sure. like, I can't believe that you know the the one time you three bet you also five bet, and you just fold. Well, the king. irony of all this, and I'm sure that Double M is gonna get a little irritated with me for saying it, but he's a nit too. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, don't get me wrong. He comes to battle. And he sits deep and like wants to wants to get into big pots and play, you know, yeah. pain poker. But he's also like a fourteen percent VPIP guy. Right. I mean, but for that table, it was kind of right. Loose. He's average. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of like, for that table, there were multiple single digit VPIPs. Four people I saw at the end. Yeah. When you're yeah. VPIP in twenty eight percent, and there are three people that are eight, it's frustrating night. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, people, you could tell there was like a lot of tension at the table. Garrett was not in a great mood sure he wanted to straddle and no one else or people only a few people wanted to which is annoying i understand that's super i annoying. mean when people are v-pipping single digits you you're not going to get the game to get bigger no no so, <laughs> yeah. i would have just started opening 10x actually yeah. it's probably a bad idea maybe it's not going to make tight people looser no yeah no, you. Uh, but you at least you, punish the people who. How do you make are, tight people looser you, at the table? You make fun of them. I don't know. I usually chant yeah. knit, 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 yeah. until they put the straddle on. Yeah. And then everyone Just shame cheer, them into but, it. Yeah, but shame then everyone goes, yeah, hands. that's the like you're sick. And then they they're like, oh, I kind of like Ooh. this. And then they keep you know yeah. they keep doing it. Usually, uh, usually there's only one or two tight people in in games like this, and you can just shame them out. Yeah. Um, where they'll they'll just like you know kind of quit. Uh, but when half the table's that tight, I it's think... It's kind of interesting that the All-Star game, the people voted in were, like, super tight. Well, it wasn't... What's up with that? A lot, I mean, one guy I'd literally never heard of. Which one? Uh, Airball? Yeah. Airball Rick or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like... Uh, it's, <laughs> Airball I, I assume Rick. He was, <laughs> like, what? Man, that is a... That <laughs> put some respect <laughs> on his name. We got Michael Myers. We got Airball Rick. <laughs> God, what a uh, great nickname. No, I'd, I'd never heard of the guy. I assume he was invited because he was going to bring a little bit of Nick action Airball, to the table. That's it. Nick Airball. Yeah, so Nick Airball, never heard of. Okay, so yeah, there was an, an there was a weird thing that happened. Uh, I don't know if if Airball Rick bluffed Garrett or, or whatever, what happened. He, but he, he sort of was, everyone was sort of needling Garrett. Like everyone was sort of going after him. And They're playing small him. enough where like he's not he's not invincible any longer because right. he can't he can't hurt them. Right. <laughs> so everyone was sort of needling him and trying to win pots against. It was like sort of a weird. Mm. What was the that commentary? People were kind of dick swinging in front of Garrett. It was a little weird. The what was the commentary like? Were they um, were they like addressing any of the uh, awkwardness not or no? Not a ton. No. Uh, but but the table was yeah. like they because at the end it sort of you know equalized a little bit and then garrett was like the vibe was really bad earlier <laughs> and everyone was like yeah i don't know like it was really bad but yeah it was kind of awkward i think maybe it was also the fact that they had guys who play high with people who play lower right. and it was sort of a weird wesley had a bad night poker was not easy yesterday poker was not easy for he, wesley. he tweeted yesterday sometimes poker is hard <laughs> yeah yeah all look at this. 
Yes. Yeah, so oh, that's, that's never the mind. Winning. That's the win we loss. Want, we want the V pips. That's the win. Well, look, there's Nick Air, Airball Rick. Yeah, yeah, get him, Rick. He Nick. had a good night, but he was also running good. Yeah, J Boggs. I don't know who that is. I don't know. He's his name is Jeremy, I guess. Um, there, there, there's like so many funny things about this. Like, so, uh, there are people I've never heard of in this lineup. Uh, there's Andy in this lineup who's played exactly one hustler session. And there were a bunch of people in a thread asking why I wasn't on the list. Uh -huh. And they said, usually you have to play more than four sessions yeah. to be included. It's like, Andy's been in Taiwan for two years. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't care. Like, doesn't matter to me. I don't want to play in a game where nobody's playing was, any fucking hands anyway. I know. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a good game. And then they called the All-Star. Yeah, yeah, it's tough whenever... I mean, like, a lot of those guys were replacements, one. right? What? A lot of those guys were replacements, I assume. I think so, yeah. I, I wonder what the original list was and who couldn't make it and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just not many action players, so it's sort of... It's tough. Yeah. Stream poker is tough. It's tough yeah. to find action players to put day up, in and day I out. I would love to, but because it's sort of, to me, like putting together a reality TV show... So you sort of... All right, well, I'll tell you what. You're in charge. I'm ready. You're I, in charge. I will, I'll pick and choose sort of, oh, this person like, slept with this person's <laughs> Okay, listen, so listen. So let's put those together. Yes. And then, like, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out here on air. Uh, this is not a promise or a guarantee. It's just a... It's a loose challenge, if you will. Uh -huh. I, I will... I will give you till September 7th. Okay. You build two weeks worth of lineups. Okay. Vary the stakes however you want. I don't care. Uh huh. But you get ten lineups together. Okay. And we will we will live stream from the the studio. All right, let's go. So all of September we'll just run live. Okay, streams. guys, this is how we're gonna do it in the chat. Send in your audition tape, like the real world, and say why you will be good for the game. Just not to me. Don't and fucking pad. Don't, don't don't pads me. And friend off the entire fucking internet for an idea that I want nothing to do with. <laughs> this stupid Landon thing. Like, he has, like, random... I have randoms just in my DMs, like, hey, this is why I'd be a good candidate to live out of Bally's for a year. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, this is a dumb idea. I don't even think it's good content. You're like, I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> the only reason this interests me at all is because it's sort of alone adjacent. Yeah. Right? I've been just, like... Watching alone 24-7, 365 for the last month, and it's just like, okay, you know what? I don't want to live in the wilderness for 65 days and uh -huh. get to the brink of starvation where I might die, yeah. but I kind of dig the idea of like being trapped in Bally's, one of the most miserable holes in the universe, yeah. where I'd be playing 1-3 every single day for <laughs> 365 <laughs> days. Imagine that's a caveat. You have to play 1,000 hours of live poker much, while you're there. Oh God. How much do you think you would be up? Or down. <laughs> down. He was so down. Oh my god. If I wasn't able to like actually organize a a, a game of reasonable stakes, so like five ten plus, yeah. I would just I would probably lose my net worth at one three. Imagine just being giggling. Yeah, trying to sit thing and that's play ever well. happened to the valley. Uh, yeah, it would be it would be like forty five days straight of me just shoving dark. Yeah. Until like finally, I, like I would be I would test variants. It's like okay, I'm just gonna go all in the dark for forty five days and see if I run anywhere close to expectation. He's looking around. The average spoiler. Stack is like, I won't. Yeah. The average stack is like seventy big blinds, and you he's just like, those? "All right, I'm just gonna shove dark till everyone has four hundred big blinds in front of him. Then we can play." I did that in Pittsburgh. <laughs> we we played Rivers. Uh, I don't know why I got sucked into going there. Like that that place. Oh, 
what a hole. But Rivers, Rivers is nice. Look, they've never been nice to me. They've never been welcoming. I'm not going to say anything good about them. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I I went there and I sit. Lamanda's parents were there and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to play one three or whatever. So I sit down at the table and I look and they're like, every stack is thirty five dollars. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? They, big blind. It was a match the stack. Except for my mom who bought in for the match. Yeah, his mom buys in for the match. <laughs> Obviously, like, there's one good player at the table. He also has her covered. And of course, she, like, gets set over set or something by him. Oh, no. What are you doing? Like, buy in for the min. Um, I, I don't want to leave the hustler conversation yet, though, even though we just did go through uh, somebody nearly dying in the parking lot to their all star game, yeah. which nearly kill, killed stream poker yeah. in one session. Now to, <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the apology. Like, this is what we, this is the tea, this is the meat, this is what we came for. Although, the breaking news segment. I'm Sean General Manager of Hustler Casino. Um, I want to take a few moments to explain what happened with our 250K tournament that we canceled. Um, as a team, we came together, we decided to cancel the tournament. Um, was it the right decision? No, it was definitely a misstep, and it falls on me. Um, I make the final decision, and I made the decision. And immediately afterwards, Ryan and Nick reached out to me, and. You know, kind of gave me the ramifications of how it's going to affect the poker community, and it's been pretty apparent by the, you know, the backlash that we've seen on social media that it was definitely the wrong decision, and I apologize. So uh, we definitely want to make that right to the poker community and the players that were affected. Um, so we're going to do a couple things, and thank you to Nick and Ryan for coming to my help and giving me some good advice. So first, every player in the tournament is going to get refunded their full buying amount. Second. All the players who qualify for day two are going to play for the full prize pool, so it's a nice free roll for them. Um, that's you know, that's not make, doesn't make it completely right, but it's it's what we can do right now. Secondly, um, we're going to do a value add and work on a tournament with Ryan and Nick. We're going to add 50k to the prize pool um, for a future tournament, probably in September. So you know, I want to say I'm really really sorry. I apologize to the public community, and you know, I know that we worked really hard in the last year to build up Hustler and build a reputation and make this the premier place to play in Los Angeles. And I'm just really sorry that, you know, one misstep could potentially ruin all that. And uh, again, I'm really sorry. So thank you to Nick. Thank you, Ryan. Cool, man. Appreciate you guys help. Yeah. Yep. And you know, Nick and I, we care a lot about the poker community. We care a lot about Hustler Casino, the LA poker community, the overall poker community. We care so much, you know. Um, so when we saw this happen, we immediately contacted Sean and said, let's do something to make this up to the community. What can we do? And so we started brainstorming immediately because we realized the importance of you know, building trust and, and getting players to come here to Hustler, whether it's for the cash games, for the tournaments. This really is, in our opinion, the best place to play in LA. And we're not just saying that. And um, I think that it's really important that when something happens that we can react immediately I mean, and make it right and make it up to the like, poker community. Yeah. So, you know, we It sounds like the like the, the film crew literally just took their mics and shoved them up. As ass. as somebody who's suffered through some audio issues. Yeah, but this I, is I, a I'll, produced video. We do ours live. That that's yeah. fair. Listen. You're putting out an apology <laughs> video. Right, you put out like oh, come on, it's not the same thing. These yeah. are apples to oranges. Right, yeah, you think it'd be bad. like uh okay, wow, we listen to it back and just be like it yeah, didn't sound good. good. Okay, let, let's do it again. They're like, 
run it. Yeah. It, it wasn't the best endorsement for their production. Video. It was not the best endorsement for their production. If I was WPT Global, I would be fucking livid oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. Livid. Like, I'm your title sponsor and you're putting me in a goddamn apology video for something that has nothing to do with your stream? I know. I Are know. you out of your mind? I know. Uh, I, I would just, I would be losing it right now it if I were It is weird, them. though, like, because the stream is separate from the casino so why is feldman and natucci i, I imagine that there's a, a healthy working relationship there um and maybe it's a little less separate than what we saw at the bike with live at the bike uh-huh. you know live at the bike uh they literally just lease the space and they use the bike name i guess gotcha. uh in some capacity but there's almost no uh there's not much of a collaborative effort between the two. Although, they, well, well, the reason I'm asking is because they made it very clear to us yesterday yeah. that they are completely separate right. and have no... So then why are they there? It's been a weird 24 hours. It's been a very it's weird like 24 one, hours. Sort of, uh, Vertucci kind of like immediately came out and you know basically said like, He's like That's this not is not us, us. that's them. Um, we're going to try to do our best to rectify it. But also like this isn't that big of a deal, guys. And then he kind of walked that back a little bit and said, like, okay, we agree with the community. You guys have spoken. Uh, this is a big deal. We're going to do our damnedest to rectify it. Um, yeah. Which, which to, to some degree, they did reach a, a, a conclusion. Before I give my take, I, I feel like I'm always the hot take guy. What, what, what was your takeaway? On the guarantee thing. Uh, just on the, whole, just the whole Yeah, thing. on the whole correction, the corrective action, I guess. I don't know. You know, I mean... Don't do it again. <laughs> Bad boy. It's just like, Don't what do, do you that. like? Uh, yeah, sure. You're offering some money. Great. I'm not going to play the tournaments anyway. <laughs> doesn't sure. make a difference to me. Well, here's the compensation, but... right? So they're, they're refunding everybody who played the tournament. So that's roughly 50K yes. uh, in refunds. Then they are replacing that prize pool for the remaining people in the event. Right. So they're still um, saving themselves like 100K. Well, okay, so let me finish. So the refund cost them nothing, obviously, because that money was not theirs to begin with. Yeah. The replacing of the prize pool does cost them. So effectively, they are eating the refund. So that's about 50000 that they are putting up for the prize pool um, that's coming out of pocket. Then secondarily, they said they'll be adding fifty k into a future event. Uh-huh. Um, Basically out of pocket. Now, I don't know if that comes out of promo pocket or not, but either way, it seems like they're coming out of pocket about 100000 Yeah. They obviously... But they were 200... Um, what was it? They were 200000 away from the guarantee with many, many, many more flights to run. Right. Uh, so, you know, from my perspective, this might be worse than if they just ran the tournament. Yes, because... Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. I like. <laughs> yes, I think people are saying like they're saving a lot of money doing this. I I don't think that they are. Well, it, it it it's sort of like a. It's just clearly like not. This was not the plan. Sure. Right. So it, it's just sort of all thrown <clears throat> together. Like it's very improvised, clearly, and like yeah, they're getting punished for you know. making the mistake of canceling the tournament. Yeah, in the first like place. it's like, like now they're if getting they had just kept the tournament, they wouldn't deal with the backlash. Right. They wouldn't have to do the apology thing. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have to hurt future tournaments. So it's sort of, you know, I mean, this guy, I don't know what his name is, Jeffrey uh, Johnson. Sean. <laughs> he, uh, Sean it Airball. seems like he just made a, a mistake. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's true. I think he very clearly made a mistake. I think that he owned up to it, which is yeah. worth acknowledging. I think that's great. I mean, he apologized a bunch of times. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. Probably, like, maybe look at the however many times this has happened in the last year and see the way that the people have responded and then maybe don't do it. Right. Yeah. Because, like, every time this has happened, there's been backlash, whether it's the Orleans or it's, you know, something else. Well, I think this one got the most publicity this definitely right? has the so most it's publicity. like maybe to my understanding this, this is the, the first future. time a tournament had started and then they canceled right oh okay so like that's the, the orleans difference. just canceled their right. series so they the orleans like they sort of had a little bit more foresight yeah, yeah. they projected and basically pulled the plug before anything yeah. got underway this, it's so yeah canceling it after after it started is is that's, that's not that's not i good. mean how can, you can't i'm just wondering i would love to be a fly on the wall how can you think that's a good yeah, idea? Why don't just make the guarantees ten million for every tournament right. and then just it's like, just, oh well we didn't get there, we'll just cancel it. Yeah. Right? It, just and, like, and you oh you already bought in? Well, now it's a, it's actually a ten dollar yeah. guarantee, not just ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah, we were just joking around. Uh, I imagine part of it is just like they're not used to running large series. Like if we look at the mm-hmm. the rooms where this tends to happen, uh like MGM is really ramping up their tournaments and they mm-hmm. brought in Justin Hammer to do so. Yeah. But this is relatively new to that property. Orleans, sure, they always run summer events, but I don't think they've been doing a whole lot in the way of guarantees and now they feel like they need to to be competitive. Right. And, you know, they took a bath because of it. Yeah. Uh, the bike, to my knowledge, or sorry, not the bike, uh, Hustler, to my knowledge, has never run a major event. And to be clear, this was not a major event. It was a $350 buy-in. Yeah. Right? So, like, I don't uh, Let's start from good to bad, right? Before I, I go down the path of like why I think this is just executively a terrible decision uh, on both behalves. Uh, from a good standpoint, I thought that uh, it was very notable and um, praiseworthy that Sean did own up to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came public and basically said like, look, I fucked up, period, right? So that's, that's great. We should applaud that. We should never condemn somebody who's willing to eat crow yeah because it and doesn't like incentivize after. yeah there's like, so many who good. don't and then just not say correct anything. Yeah. and it definitely won't incentivize him right. to do it in the future if like we just shit all over him for this right. process <laughs> now that said it did look like he literally had a gun held to his head <laughs> i mean the video came it off as like, like feldman and Vertucci had like guns he, to each leg the, the, the video came off as though he was like some hostage or prisoner of war where he was like reading off the script did you ever see did you ever see those videos i can't remember if it was a show or a movie i was watching but like uh, this guy was held hostage and he like had to read off a card of how someone's family was going to be killed. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you don't send the money to this address by 12 o'clock, your family <laughs> will die. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Like, uh, obviously it wasn't scripted, but it did feel like uh, he did not want to be doing this. And understandably so. Yeah, like, no you one know, really wants to I, I'm busting balls a little bit. I'm trying to make light of it. Uh, I, I think it's a tough spot. Yeah. And it's a shitty one to be in, especially when nobody knows who the GM of Hustler is prior to this video. Right. This That's is not your how first you, uh, not, showing of your face. Yeah, this, this isn't the introduction to the poker world that you're looking for here. Yeah. Um, but hopefully now that everybody does know who the GM of Hustler is, he does get a little bit more into the social media aspect yeah. of it, make himself available to his customer base. Yeah. Um, you know, try to do a little bit well, more. And it helps to keep a finger on the pulse, I think. Definitely. Like, you got to know if you're not the gonna temperature do it, of what's yeah. going on. If you're not doing it yourself, you should be surrounding yourself by people who do. And yes. that leads me to my next point. Like, this looks really great for Ryan and Nick. 
who seem to have taken in all the community criticism yeah say like look this is a big enough deal that we're going to get involved and that's nice for us like it's nice to have somebody there to mediate a spokesperson yeah. for the community kind yeah um i guess lastly like the influx of cash that they are putting forward is not insignificant right mm. uh if we're talking about the overall guarantee it was 250k guarantee they're effectively going to lose 100k on this tournament series now and in my opinion they would have done way better by just running it yeah mm -hmm. I agree. like the idea that first of all to say an unforeseen competitor started to run a tournament series so therefore we have to cancel right is like so insane legends has been running for 20 fucking years yeah. it was unforeseen. this is not unforeseeable by any stretch right. but secondly if you announce a guaranteed tournament series of course your competition is going to try to piggyback off of that people were in town yeah right like it's expensive to fly from the east coast to la it's expensive to stay in la so like yeah if garden sees this if the bike sees this if commerce sees this it's not shocking for them to put on a quantum series or something mm -hmm. along those lines that mm -hmm. tries to take your consumer base away. This happens every summer in Las Vegas, right? Uh, so you should be prepared for that in some sort of capacity. Uh, but secondarily to that, Legends is not your competition. It's a 3,500 or 5K buy-in. Mm -hmm. It's 10X minimum, the stakes. There's no crossover here. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody who flew in to play the WPT Legends is fucking coming to Hustler to play a 350, no. 250K K guarantee. No. You're not losing the consumer base that you think that you're losing. Just gamble, man. Yeah. Like maybe they take a bath here for like 25 or 50k. Maybe. It would be maybe. less than whatever this is. Right. They might have lost the rake yeah. when it was all said and done. Yeah. Where now they're losing the rake times two. Ta plus or actually probably media, times five. Plus a media spectacle. Yeah. And so it's a PR nightmare. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it, it's a disaster from a monetary standpoint. They're gonna end up taking a bath for like you know six figures here mm -hmm. uh that just would not have happened if they had stuck to their guns and ran the tournament it's and sort of like when you're running a bluff and you and you puss out on the river right yeah you get punished you lose <laughs> you know? that pot to nine high sometimes like, wow you literally would have folded that snap right yeah here we are now we're now in, here we are and we right gotta clean we're up in this spot um so from a good standpoint i i do think that like this was handled about as well as possible uh i do think that there's some problems with the apology uh as well as like the idea of canceling to begin with um the value added so basically the remaining people who are coming back for day two they get to play for a 50k free roll prize pool uh that's great for them it's such a small portion of your clientele though so uh basically well, and to be fair, like a lot of the people who are upset about this also had no intention of playing the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, there is that aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, I guess the issue is that like the money that you're offering back is not going to future clientele as directly as you would want it to be. Now, yeah. the 50K that they add to a future series uh, could. I mean, my thing about that, though, is it's probably just money that they were going to put to the series anyway maybe maybe not right? I, I mean casinos don't often add money to a prize pool right because well, you're basically like making it rake free by adding money so so it's like can't they just guarantee a certain amount no so like if they did a 500k guarantee yeah uh it would be a 500k guarantee with 50k added to the prize pool okay so it would be minimum 550k okay um, but that's the other thing too. It's, it, it, it really matters within the scope of how they add it. 
adding 50k to a 50k guarantee is massive adding 50k to a million dollar guarantee is minimal it, yeah. it probably doesn't even cover actually it doesn't cover rake rake will probably be like in the 120 to 150 range so uh i think for your clientele's sake wherever they decide to add this money it's a lot more beneficial to them if it's done in a way where they at least play rake free mm-hmm. uh, and the way to do that would be to um to add it to a prize pool that is 150k or less that way uh or sorry not 150k or less um i guess rake is probably 15 percent given that it's la so uh so yeah rake on like a 500k would be like 75k call it so yeah i I guess like a prize pool of like 300k or less so if you do a 300k guarantee with 50k added that's a nice thing for your clientele Mm -hmm. they're mostly going to be playing rake free uh, if the prize pool balloons, they'll pay a small amount of rake, but they'll also have the benefit of, you know, playing in a massive prize pool now. Um, I guess the last thing would just be that uh, I said it was a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Nick and uh, Ryan come out looking relatively good here. I think Hustler still looks bad. And then that in turn reflects poorly on Nick and Ryan again, mm-hmm. right? So though they as individuals did something very helpful for the community. Uh, It clearly, the way that video was constructed and uh, put out to the community, it looks like a a PR cover-up type of thing, right? Like, hey, your shitty decision is now trickling down to our show, which doesn't directly correlate to your shitty decision. Yeah. So we need you to do this PR thing to help us help you kind of thing. And now when it's all said and done, everybody kind of has a little bit of dirt on their hands. Yeah. And the Hustler name in and of itself, whether you're talking about Hustler Casino or Hustler Casino Live, it's synonymous at this point, right? Yeah. And now it's synonymous with uh, they did a really stupid thing with a guaranteed tournament for a small, small, small number uh, yeah. of dollars, right? Uh, so I think like collectively, when it's all said and done, if I were to grade this whole situation, it's like you know, a minus two for the overall brand. Yeah, I don't think it's like a huge right. thing. I think I think we really should go out of our way to acknowledge that they did a good thing. Yeah. Uh, or they, they let, me, let me rephrase that because I don't want to celebrate them too much. <laughs> right. Uh, they, they did their best. We'll, we'll celebrate you when you put them on the voting list. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> they did their best to correct for something that was very dumb. Yeah. And I think that they did an adequate job of of making yeah, that correction. I think it's fine. Uh, and now they have to deal with the fact that people are getting shot in their parking lots. Right. So like that's another There's PR whole, stunt. I mean, what is going on over there? It's they not, have a vortex of energy going I on. I mean, where the casinos are in LA is not <laughs> not nice. Yeah. Right? Like downtown? No. God no. Downtown would be so so I don't welcomed. know anything about LA. Uh, I mean East LA is just like not a great area at all. Okay. Uh, Hustler is not in East LA. It's in a better. It's definitely in a better part of the city. Uh, Hustler and Gardens are both in better parts of the city. Like Commerce and Bike uh-huh. are in like two of the worst uh, townships in all of America. Right. <laughs> like Belt Gardens and and Commerce are like two of the most dangerous places. No, I shouldn't say that. I, I don't know what the violent crime stats are. I just know <laughs> that they're like in the top ten. Right. Um. You know, kind of the way that like Compton is. Okay. It's like you just hear Compton and you know it's like, oh yeah, I don't really want to yeah. 
hang out there. I yeah. don't want to get a hotel room there. You never know anymore, though, because people used to say that about Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. there's now it looks like Disney World. There's Brooklyn's super gentrified. Walking around with their little dogs and you know yeah. The new vegan muffin place. Something's done every every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's more likely to happen in uh, yeah. a city like New York, I think, where yeah. the makeover has been very long and diligent. Yeah, I mean it's sort Gary of Gary like, Indiana is going to stay Gary sort of Indiana. Spread out from like it used to be like only Manhattan, and then it's spread right. out to like Williamsburg and and. Well, slowly. more people keep coming in, and they want to live in safe places and pay a lot of money to do yeah. so. Um, but like, yeah, Gary, Indiana will always be Gary, Indiana. That's not getting cleaned up anytime soon. Uh, it's just the nature of being a small city in, uh, kind of a shitty area, you know, uh, whatever. I don't want to go down the socioeconomic aspect of all this, (laughs) but, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, like all of these places have some sort of issue, like the location of commerce and bike is not great. Hustler not having its own, uh, dedicated hotel is obviously not great for for patrons um we'll keep our fingers to the pulse of what went on with this armed robbery attempt uh i'm sure we'll learn a lot in the next 24 hours that'll probably be one of our bigger stories tomorrow kind of crazy it is kind of is it though i don't know texas is getting shot up all the time yeah, you don't really hear about it in like California and Vegas, though. Yeah, and True. casinos are a little different. Obviously, yeah, security like is casino, beefed up casino. a lot more. And I don't know. If I was going to been... rob a casino, I probably wouldn't go for the armored van. Would you? Yeah. I don't it know. Seems... I mean, it seems not smart. I imagine they had like some sort of inside information. I think the way to. <laughs> or they're just. I think the way to do it would probably be to just like try and. Uh. <laughs> Try and schmooze your way in. No? Schmooze your way in? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what, um, you shake some hands and kiss some babies? Yeah, can you do that? <laughs> hey, uh, I've been thinking about robbing you. How you doing, <laughs> Paul? <laughs> you gotta. I, I wouldn't want to go. I won't take a much. You'll barely even notice I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened. It might have been like um, <laughs> transferring. They were try transferring money from. From the casino to the, the armored car about, and got him like, in the middle. I don't know. In like a video game, usually the stealthy way is the way to go, not just all out guns blazing at an armored truck. Yeah. That's well, like, you're going to get the five star <laughs> warning immediately. You need to sneak under that. Just like, uh, yeah, I don't think they were 11, trying to right? avoid detection. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> See, this is me. Wait, yeah, is this Ocean's you? 11? Yeah. We're definitely getting pulled off the internet. our podcast is never actually going to be on seconds of eclipse we'll see we'll we'll see um yeah i don't know i'll I'll be interested to find out more details of it all uh i agree with you (laughs) robbing an armed vehicle is generally not the play i don't Um, know i'm not studied in robbery but it seems like there was a show on netflix where uh they they were like revisiting crimes of the past and how they could do it better well no 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 uh <laughs> like people who had gotten away with it there was this couple oh. that ultimately fled to norway and she just came back to america maybe a few years ago and turned herself in uh-huh. but they they robbed an armed vehicle but it was like so like so sophisticated how they really? went about it they knew the truck's route they knew where like the two men took a break actually this just happened uh with a jeweler 
company. I'm not sure what the major jeweler uh, security armed uh, car is, uh-huh. but I guess they were at a truck stop with like 10 million in jewelry in the back. Mm-hmm. And the two men had decided to like eat dinner where they're never allowed to like leave the car or leave the truck, whatever. And when they did, the truck got heisted. Like they were watching them to see if they messed up and went and ate dinner. I think that that has to be, it's too, it's too stupid. An it inside. has to be an inside thing. I think a lot of the like stuff, these two just get to play ignorance inside. and say like, "Fuck, we were starving." My bad. I know we broke protocol. Yada yada yada. But like, come on, like yeah. somebody just happened along and emptied armor armored yeah. car. <laughs> I mean, probably so many robberies and stuff are just inside jobs. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, all the stuff that was happening in Texas uh, that I heard of was almost uh, unequivocally it's inside jobs. It's going to be, like, pretty stressful, like, opening a place like that and running. I mean, you just have so many people who are, like, working with you that you have to trust so much because, yeah. like, you're dealing with so much money and, like, the allure of doing an inside job is always going to be there for the people who work under you. Yeah. So it's, like, I don't know. That's that's real stressful i i mean i won't want anything to do it but it pays well it has to right like when you're entrusted with that much money that much uh invaluable goods or whatever the case may be like you're you're in a pretty good situation like yeah uh you're you're gonna you're gonna ask for whatever the equivalent of a person's life is right (laughs) which is gonna be a lot of fucking money for sure how much do you think a life is worth? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get into this. I honestly have no idea. Um, priceless. <laughs> Absolutely well, I think that you priceless. can sell your kidney for like... I've heard anywhere between 30 and 70K. Which is kind of like... Pretty good. That's, that seems pretty good. You have yeah. two of them. <laughs> right. Can you sell both? You, you could, but then... <laughs> You do have to be able to spend the money because you'd be right. Yeah. So maybe just one. Maybe just one. But yeah, you can sell. I mean, there's a. I don't know how one would go about doing that. But I was on TikTok and. (laughs) You're you're interested in the black market for for organs. I have actually looked into it a couple of different times at different (laughs) points in my life, but this time it just I happened upon it and the girl was like, when they ask like how you got all your money and they think you must have a sugar daddy and then it was like i sold my kidney (laughs) right (laughs) and then people in the comments were like wait did you really she's like yeah i got 70k for it like how do you go about doing that even how would you even broach that you'd have to do it black market obviously yeah there might be some some country all my experiences with this i don't know all my experiences with this were like uh or, or like anecdotally would would prove that it's true are yeah. from shows like in billions mm-hmm. uh it's fantastic shout out to brian Koppelman again somebody who i'd love to have on at some point um he wrote he wrote the scene where like uh one of the main characters father was i can't remember if it was a kidney issue i think it was a kidney issue uh but he was like he had this like doctor mm-hmm. who just operated on the black market oh it was just basically like yeah we got like we'll bump you up the list and we got you one kind of thing and it was like x amount of dollars and it's like i'm sure that that is based off of reality yeah, but like right? it's not a great source because, to cite i mean it makes sense though because like they have to have a, a 
separate market for the people who can afford it every everything on earth where demand is not met yeah because of legality or because of some other restriction there will be a black market for it bare minimum or, or at least a gray market uh whose kidneys do you think would go for the most out of everyone on the show mine for you sure yours would? well you have to process so this much guy. supplements and like yeah. protein every right day. yeah no i don't think that that yours would be I'd, good shape probably landon because he's yeah the youngest yeah. youngest that's true yeah. that is true he probably has like large kidneys though <laughs> like could you put a landon kidney in me well i mean if your blood type's compatible <laughs> yeah but isn't it too, you guys have to be a match wouldn't it be too big i i don't think organs are like that proportional to oh. body type Okay. Right. Like, I don't think if you took a seven foot guy and a five foot guy, the hearts are going to be like different. massively yeah. different right. unless That's there's true. an abnor- abnormality right. in the seven foot guy. Um, I don't know why I feel the need to do this, but I re- actually, I do know why I feel the need to do this because I feel like this is, uh, this is something that you do to me every now and again. Okay. And, oh boy. and I want to make an example of the person in the chat. Somebody wrote, uh, Somebody wrote, he's comparing Bell Gardens to Compton. He sounds stupid. And I just, you know, very quickly pulled up the Google yeah. because oh, okay. I know that I'm not stupid. And I searched violent crimes in Bell Gardens. Yeah. And on, a, on an A to F scale, they got a D. Uh, Compton got a D minus. Okay. So, so pretty close. You're, you're getting murdered sometimes when you're in Bell Gardens. Like this is, this is not just a, uh, or you're at least getting pickpocketed with a gun to your back. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- this is not like a made up thing like you know casinos are put in these areas because the land is fucking cheap because the the crime is high mm-hmm. yeah you know like yeah. that's that's the way it goes man yeah. just because you've walked the neighborhood once or twice during the daytime and felt safe does not mean that that was true <laughs> someone said Berkey's always gotta be right he does it's, well he does but Berkey always so has to be right it's not yeah. that I have to be no, right it is. No, it's it is. when it is no it really is though no yeah, Th- no, see this is the narrative that you guys paint that makes me sound like an asshole it's, it's literally what every it's single person says it's, Don't, you're the only one that disagrees with this point and you're the person yeah. that questioned so what do you think is right yeah, I ha- there's a comment we have a sample of two no, no. We, we can survey and you wanna go through our friend group I don't care what you do. All I'm saying is that... <laughs> Shout I, out to Andy Zuzalo. <laughs> I'm absolutely not going to tolerate being told I'm wrong when I am right. Oh, that's for sure. But that you, is, but that you is also true. say that you're right when you're completely wrong about that things. That is also Even true. Even when you were proven sometimes, to be wrong. You're sometimes. Most, one of the most yes. confidently wrong people the, the pro- well, yeah, right, Like when so, he was trying to say debauchery. And I, I said it. And I said, said it wrong the first time, but when I corrected said, myself, it was right. But then you go, and then it but was see, right. I was right. Yeah, see, then, I was right. Was like, yeah, no, you, no, you were wrong. Well, <laughs> well I, was, I was right compared to what you were saying. <laughs> what you and Landon were saying was dead wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, that's true. It's, this it's, is why I, I, yeah. if you do one day get married, God bless. <laughs> God bless God that bless woman. She will have the patience of a saint. She, yep. I mean, because one of you has to be happy, not right, and it's gonna be her. Yeah. No, no, you no, will I, choose right. being I, I, right listen, over being I'm a fantastic happy. If I want to stay with this guy, then I'm a fantastic I'm listener in one-on-one scenarios. Uh, I'm, I'm not in group scenarios. And honestly, this is, this is very biased because Laman is right in the sense that specifically with him throughout our entire lives, I would go out of my way to confidently project that I was right in spots where I knew right. for 100%, 100% certainty was I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Just to see if he... It was just a flex if, of will. Yeah, it, exactly. It, you, you do do that, though. 
No, no he still I does mean, that all the time. I he do did. it in some yeah. scenarios. Yes, I mean, he doesn't even I, I realize like when you that said that the snake sure. would grow based on Guapo, size. pull up the fucking image. Pull up the goddamn on, image of this on. goddamn snake wrapped that's around the fucking van. Hold on, don't 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 divert. <laughs> See? Yeah. I'm not that's diverting. Not what I'm, talking I'm proving about. my case. No, that doesn't that's, prove your this case. This is not it's what your case is. Though. You're completely animal. diverting. No, it's a constrictor. You said that a snake would grow bigger if it were in a bigger container. That is goldfish, not snakes. Snake <laughs> will grow to its size. It will grow to its size in a small container. Yes, it will. So if you put your snake in a container that is... He would be maybe a little aggressive and cranky, but he would grow. <laughs> but a goldfish will grow to the size of its container. Yes, that I know. Snakes does not apply. So, all right, to be clear, what I was... What I was saying was that if you keep them in too small of a container, they'll stay small. Not, False. Not if you put them in an endless container, they'll become False. 60 feet. Both. False. Okay, there's a big difference between the two. Both false. See, he can't just be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm wrong. He can't just be like, He's like oh, oh, I was you know wrong. what? I, I was actually, thinking of goldfish. Oh, I'm actually and not an expert on you know snakes. You are right. I wasn't <laughs> thinking of goldfish. You can't do it. It just you can't. Why, would I, why would I lie? That way. Why would I lie and say I was right. thinking of goldfish? Right. I was not. Okay, then, well, I know you weren't thinking of goldfish. Okay, so but I'm you clarifying the difference. Right. The logic of a goldfish. Why is it so hard to be like, you know what, Melissa, I was wrong about what I said, and we can move on to the next subject? For two reasons. One. <laughs> the fact that he even mansplained snakes to I'm me in the first anything. place. There are two reasons was, why. Uh, there are two reasons why I'm not just going to concede the point. Number one, I don't know if what she's saying about the small container is true. Look it up. And number two, okay, that's fine. We can look it up, and then I will say I'm wrong if you're correct. But number two, why there's a huge defer, difference. Okay, but why can't you defer to me on a subject that I 100% know more than you? Clearly, no more. Because you wouldn't defer to me in the same spot, and I wouldn't expect you to. Because you would do it. That's I, well, I, I would absolutely you defer to you in a subject you were, that you know more than me If you were me on, about. like, something about dogs or something, uh, uh, whatever, like, it's all dogs. random. But anyway, the whole... If I was asking you a business question or something, I would defer to you. You should But you would never defer to me... Of course when I it would. Snakes! You don't <laughs> think I know more lady. than you about snakes? I'm, snake I'm not challenging your, your knowledge on snakes. What, what I'm trying to... He's thinking that there could be a, a, a very, 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 very small chance right. that you're wrong. So why would he ever concede no. to you? Right. Because there's still See, a chance... This is the very, problem. Be it, how be small right. it could be yes. that he is right. And, that, that and he wrong. would never give that up uh -uh. in a million years. Uh -uh. It could be 0. .001%. Do you feel better? Do you feel better now? I, I feel do. better. Okay, I feel now better. maybe try listening for a second. Because <laughs> this is the problem. I'm not in any way, shape, or form trying to say that you are incorrect or that I'm correct. What I'm trying to decipher between is the, the narrative that you're painting as me being incorrect versus what's actually happening. When you imply... There's no narrative. You were incorrect. Yes, but... It, see, you're making a blanket statement. When you imply that I was saying a snake would grow endlessly, as into its environment... So if we put the snake out in the wild, if we put your tiny little you're, whatever. You're, here's what you're doing. You're trying to find the very small point where you might be right. No, in. I'm not trying to be right here. I'm the, trying to defend <laughs> that I'm not an idiot. I'm not saying you're an idiot. I'm saying you're an idiot when it comes to snakes. The implication, which is true. The implication of me saying that a snake will grow to its environment is implying that I think your tiny little snake has the capacity to be the size of an anaconda. Which I do not. Okay, and I never fine. implied that. I don't that. think but you're that's still what she wrong. said. Fine. I will happily take the L on that if you keep it in too small of a container, it won't, it won't, it will still grow. Fine. But that's a totally different thing. You're still wrong. Right. Just take it. Just, just say, yes, I, I was wrong. I, I, just I, say, yes, I was wrong. I'm and you happy were right. to. <laughs> just say it. 
I'm happy to, but can you see the difference there? Sure. I see the difference. <laughs> one would make you a brain dead person. The other one is just like... No, it wouldn't make you a brain dead person. If oh, I thought man. your snake could grow the size of an anaconda, you don't think I would be brain dead? I never said you thought my snake could grow the size right, of an anaconda. Right, but that's anaconda. the implication whenever you say, if you put it into a bigger container, it will grow endlessly. It is a very... This is a very like you fucking infuriating conversation. Yes, <laughs> sure. You're not an idiot, but you were wrong. And I know more about snakes than you. End of conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have derailed. You think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have derailed. Someone said I'm going to be bald by episode 200. <laughs> I am. I'm literally going to be bald. That's this, the problem. This man's going to make me... I already have gray hairs. It's just... Uh, it's, un it's unbelievable. But yes, God bless. If you get married, your wife will have the patience of a saint. <laughs> I have no intentions whatsoever <laughs> of being married. Never? No. You do? Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, I do. True. I, I'm yeah, you're not you guys are both invited to my wedding. We're, we're one and a half times your age. You're not pressured yet to make that choice. There's always pressure. We've made the choice. I... I'm, according to my five-year-old self, I'm behind my timeline by a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> her ability to project the future was obviously quite accurate. A little inaccurate, yeah. According to, what, 2003-ish? Is that accurate? No. I was eight in 2003. <laughs> That's close. <laughs> it's relatively close. Probably still thought the same thing when you were eight. Um, Would you bump the timeline back a little? Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll give you till you're 25. Yeah, I think I did bump it back a little. I was like, well, that's a little bit soon. <laughs> I thought I was going to be married by 22. Yeah, it's standard. My, my mom was 22 when she got married. It's or, still, definitely not standard anymore. No, though. not now, obviously, but like when we were being raised. Yeah, my dad was married at 19, so. Yeah, my grandparents were married 17 and 16? No, 17 and 18. It's crazy. Granddad was in the army at 15. He lied. Imagine lying. Right? Yeah. Go to war. Right. That's strong. That That's is crazy. strong. Nationalism at its finest. Yeah. He's not even American. He was Slovak. Yeah, he's American. He wasn't born here. Your grandpa wasn't born here? No, they came over. Really? Uh, he, parents came over. He may, have, mm, he may have been born here. I don't think all... I, I don't remember where he fell in the lineage. There was like eight eight siblings mm -hmm. they weren't all born here somewhere somewhere yeah. like all my great-grandparents came over on the all eight of yeah all eight of my so all my grandparents Same. are firstborn so my four grandparents were firstborn here. that's true on my grandma's side but there there was only two of them i think it was just my uncle joe and her maybe three i i, I could be like totally off i might have like six aunts that i just pissed off so bad <laughs> <laughs> like six great aunts yep. that are just like what are you talking about? <laughs> Our family was huge. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll discuss uh, everything, or we'll, we'll keep you guys up to date on the shooting at Hustler, um, as well as uh, whether or not Melissa can agree with me or I can agree with her on snake knowledge. Put in the comments uh, what are, All uh, I ask which is time that Berkey was uh, wrong. And I definitely know more than a uh, on a subject than you. I get a little bit of deference, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe one day. Maybe. Well, 
All right, I don't want to get into this again. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, peace.